Hey guys, welcome to Self Evident Podcast. We are back Here live. We go. Hey, so Pastor Todd, we got to give a shout out to P. Absolutely. Todd. He was he was amazing. He did incredible. I I'm so glad he was here. His perspectives are so cool uh, right. for for the show and everything like that. But your boy's back. <laughs> we had some we had some family issues we had to tend to up in Minnesota. So we appreciate all the prayers and all that stuff. Uh, just some some personal things that had happened up with uh, my wife's parents and, and things. So we just had to take care of some things and uh, you know natural progression of life. Life, life happens. Life happens. And uh, so it's uh, keep praying. Uh, if 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 you guys always remember us and your prayers, just keep praying for my wife and. Uh, you know, their family, they're kind of going through some difficult time right now. Uh, right. Her, her, her father passed, my father-in-law. And so we were up there handling some business. So it's kind of one of those personal things that, uh, you know, it's worth it to, to go up and help. And, you know, with all that chaos comes. Sometimes you need time to but dude, there take was, care of life. Yeah, but there was some cool redemption that happened out right. of it, too. So it's pretty dope. And, um, and without getting into details on your part, that's sure. that's one thing. Like we, we look at death and we decide, oh, it's, it's just awful and everything. I remember when my mom died, one of the beautiful things that came out of that was that my brother, my dad and I actually strengthened our relationship because up until that point, my mom was the linchpin. And so once, once she passed, there was no linchpin bringing the family together. So we, uh, the three of us had to consciously decide if this family is going to continue tightly, we have to make the effort to in my brother and I's relationship, which has never been strong. It's, it's, it's there, you know, it's not like we hate each other, but it's never been strong. That strengthened. My dad took a more active role in my life, my brother's life. Like death can bring about some beautiful things. And so that's sometimes you got to keep that's that good, positive perspective. That's a great redemption you story, know. dude. I think right. that's more important than anything. Guys, listen, uh, if you have not subscribed to any one of our uh, platforms, you can do that. You can go to Apple Podcasts, YouTube, get in and subscribe. And what's happening is the more people share it, the more people catch the message. And I'm noticing too, our TikTok's really doing well. Uh, which, which I, I I'm I not <laughs> right. I'm not really a social media guy, but when you got you know younger people working for you, and they're like, hey, they do. It. We need to get on TikTok. Yeah, I'm like, fine, you set it up, and then they do, and it starts to hit. I'm like, well, keep going. You know, so, do you- so actually, to go along with that, if if you're on TikTok. Go ahead, check us out. We just got a Getter account. Joe Rogan moved over there. There's Getter. Getter. Um, that's the Twitter alternative. Why not check it out? Um, we're going to start posting. You'll get inside our minds. You'll get a little more personal connection with us. You can yell stuff at us on there. Get on it. Getter. <clears throat> I, think, I think, too, if you, if, if you can, go ahead and make sure that you tell your friends about it. Because like what's happening is... We're not just bringing answers. We're actually doing. We're, we're right. becoming a part. You're going to see more of that this weekend. We have our Truth to Power conference, which is why the show is called Why Truth to Power? Why are we actively engaging? Now, I can do tons of messages, and I've done them. Uh, I've seen a lot of people run for office, uh, do these messages because we've been there, done that. <clears throat> but there's nothing like getting people activated and engaged in the fight. And so go ahead and comment down below where you're from. Uh, good morning, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. We love having you here. We love having your responses. By the way, keep commenting on what you want to hear. Uh, we want to talk about things that are kind of taboo. I just watched something yesterday on uh, one world government stuff. You know, and I've, I've known about the stuff for years, yeah. you know, but like how things are happening and what's our opinion on it? What's our take on it? Probably do a show on that in the future here uh, because, hey, it's just an opinion. Like the bottom line is we don't know when prophecy will be fulfilled. These signs will come when those things happen. But even when I think about and this is just a precursor to probably one of the few the, the future podcasts. One world governments already existed where the kings were submitted to the Egyptian government. Kings were submitted to the to the uh, British government, all these other things. I mean, they they were superpowers. And so is this it? We don't know. But the only thing we can do is continue to pray and pray for the laborers to go into that harvest and win souls, man. So like there's a whole lot of things coming up, guys. Again, go to this. uh, I just uh, pinned a link here. Man, I'm not I'm out of of shape here. I'm out of shape here. (laughs) Yes, I am. I am out of shape. It's okay. We're going to shape you into shape. Right. So um, if you guys go on the link that I just pinned, you guys can still register for the Truth to Power conference. It's happening this weekend. Uh, it is a free conference. You can get a lunch if you want to. You can uh, totally get a lunch. It's uh, I don't know, 15 bucks or something, uh, which goes to help our efforts to to continue to go nationally to kids, uh, to, to to groups and all these other things that we do. Continue to promote the products that we're doing, like the, the, con- the mm-hmm. Constitution course and all these things, which will come out at the end of January. We have a lot of things on our plate, but we're going to continue to bust our butts 
And there's some really cool mergers happening, happening. And I can't give the full details yet because we're still flushing it out. But guys, I'm telling you, God is moving on the behalf of not only self-evident, not only other ministries, but he's moving on the church. Right. And that is huge. So guys, again, continue to pray uh, that God would release that for us, uh, release that to us, guys. And go again, comment where you're from below. Let's get into these things. Jenna Haig, uh, or who's coming first? Amy. So Amy Pritchett. <laughs> Amy Pritchett is on our show here. She's actually going to be one of the speakers at the conference. Go ahead and uh, right. So we've got Amy. Let's go ahead and bring her in. Amy is going to be one of our speakers, like Massey said, at the conference. We thought it was important to bring in some of these speakers and just get in their heads a little bit and show you why this is so important for you to come. So let's go ahead and bring her in. Amy, are you there? Amy, can you hear me? Why am I not? I can there you go. are. Hey, all right. Let's start again. Amy, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. So good. I want you to give just a quick rundown. What are you running for? And then... Explain a little bit why this is so important to you to run for this position. Sure. So I'm a transplant from New York. We moved here permanently in 2019, one year before the big C. Uh, <laughs> I think we had a premonition, honestly. Right. Um, I've always been active in my kids in uh, PTA president, PTA vice president, treasurer, secretary, in all of the different schools, elementary, middle, and at the high school level. Um, I've always participated. And this, this starting in two, 2020, I started attending Board of County Commissioner meetings when they decided to mask us. Hmm. And I met, a, I, bet, I met a lot of like-minded people and I started attending these meetings regularly. I, act, I was very active in trying to shoot down the mandate. Um, and then I started going to the school board meetings and my heart was torn because in my mind, you teach the children and they become your leaders. Bingo. And it's missing. We've, we've got kids that are not being taught properly. Their parents aren't fully engaged. The teachers, and I use this word strongly they're rogue they teach right. off curriculum and i started seeing it i started witnessing it i started becoming more involved and made the conscious decision to run for the school board because i've had children i have grandchildren i'm retired in the community i have the time i have the energy and i have the constitution to right. do it Look at that boy. So, so how can you not back that up, huh? Right. Here's here's a question for you because was there something that made the switch in you to where you you decide no, I can actually run for this? Because I think a lot of people there's this boundary where they go, I I'm not um, um, expert enough. I'm not qualified to do this. Bingo. I just I can't do that. That's for other people who, who can do that? Like what made that switch for you to where it was like, no, I, I need to run? Well, I had run in New York when my children were younger back in the nineties. And I sadly lost by five votes oh. and it kind of knocked the wind out of my sails a little bit, but I remained active. And when I came down here and saw we live in this beautiful state and they were trying to just rip away all of our freedoms one by one by one. Yeah, yeah. And the people kept allowing it. And I right. just, I was screaming inside and outside. What is wrong with you people? We are free here and you are allowing them to make us not free. And I just kind of the, the switch you're talking about is I got to take it to the next level. Um, mm. And to me, it starts at the school board level. I, Bingo. I honestly believe there's a place for everybody. Um, state, federal, kings, whatever you will. <laughs> but if your children aren't raised right, we're just going to keep electing people that don't think like us. Yeah. What is it? Abraham Lincoln once said, you know, and I don't like necessarily quoting him all the time. Right. But uh, Abraham Lincoln once said, the philosophy of the classroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. And so what, what makes Amy Pritchett 
tick. Like we, you, you kind of explained your story. You were tired of what they were doing, you know, like teaching and, you know, like what was happening here in the state, but what makes you get up every day and say, I need to go do this. And the reason why I asked that a lot of people want to do something, but they haven't found that passion, like that, that thing, what, was that thing inside of you that clicked and said, this is my passion. This is why I have to do this. This because is what I'm going after. Yeah. Because people need to listen. And I feel like I have a strong voice. And Come on. do. And not to sit there and say, I can't do anything. I have to obey. I have to follow. It's infuriating to me. And it, and it actually lights a fire all the time. My husband and I shake our heads every time we read the news and look at the news and hear what is going on in this country. And I hope I'm hoping that because I'm doing it at 65 years old, retired, that I'll I'll provoke others to do the same, because if I can do it, anyone can do it. Honestly. I want to I want to explore that because there's so many people who say that. And yet people still have a disconnect of like, yeah, you say that, but uh, you're this and this and this and I'm not. So I I want you to speak to those people who you're like, look, if I can do this, anybody can do this. Yeah. I want you to explain that to those people of like, no, this actually means you can do this. Well, we live in a society where anyone can run for office. Anyone can get elected. It's a drive and a passion that that will get you to go there and you know some people paint some people sing some people write books if if you feel that the schools are not preparing your children properly for the future and it and it drives you to the kind of level that i'm at right now is come on you can do it it's not rocket science it's simply the ability to take what you believe in and take your your strengths and bring them to the next level. And my strength is talking to people, engaging with people, listening to people. A lot of it is just listening. You don't have to say a word. Just sit there and listen. Go to a school board meeting and listen to what they're talking yeah. about. So, so this weekend, Amy, we have this Truth to Power conference. The whole idea was, is that local governments, so the country as a whole is a direct representation of how the states have allowed government to run. Do you hear what I'm saying? So like, if we're not instructing our kids, we'll pitch that off to the state. The state will then say, well, we don't have enough resources for that. So they'll go to the federal government who can print money. Then they come back and say, well, we'll give you money if you do it our way. Then it comes back down to the cities. And then, so what is it about uh, uh, you know, what, why, why do you think, first off, we're, we're grateful to have you at the conference. We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of, a whole host of things and you're speaking at it. What do you hope is accomplished out of this conference this weekend? Because I want people to hear not only your story, but to be inspired by your story. You can show them how easy it is to go do this, but it's really after that, it's your fight inside of you. That's going to, that's going to win the day. Exactly. So I do, I have the luxury of time. I'm not working full time. I volunteer. I'm active in the community, but I have the ability to manage my time a little bit differently than other people do. And everyone up until now that I've spoken to, they ask me the same question. Why, why are you doing this now? Mm-hmm. And I, I hate to be cliche. Why not? Why can't I? There's nothing limiting me except my own energy and passion. And that's at an all-time high right now. And, you know, if we don't take the initiative now, when we look back, even a year from now, one year from now, we're all going to say, why didn't we do more? I don't mean to be simplistic, but there's nothing limiting any of us to go on and take the initiative to do something more. And I meet a lot of people every day and they say to me, oh, 
you know, I've got kids, whatever. So find something that you can do while your kids are in school. Maybe it's writing letters. Maybe it's finding out all of your local and state representatives and emailing them and calling them and saying, hey, I've been watching and I don't like what I'm seeing. Can we get together and talk? Right. And that that speaks. So uh, to to go the Bible route, first Corinthians talks about parts of the body. And, And I've really been tight on this for for a couple of months now of each part of the body plays a role. And in this, you know, somebody might look at you and say, well, she's really sociable. She, she's outgoing. She has this fire in her to talk to people and, and run. I just don't want the limelight. I, I really don't want to be on a platform. I really don't want to be at the center of the issue. That's fine. There is still a role to play of people who do the research, yeah, yeah. people who do the letter writing or the phone calls, people who do the financial support, people who do the the principle and foundation of the movement, people who are like, I just have a conviction of this moral and and I really need this to go forward, right? There's There's so many different parts that get played. And I think people think, well, if I'm not running for office, I have no skin in the game. Isn't that crazy? It just isn't true. It's not. It's not. And I think that's where it is. The more you don't involve yourself in government, government will eventually involve itself in you. Right. I think that was our message to the churches when we first started this eight years ago, is if you don't get involved now and get your people active in local governments and all these other in things, some way, somehow, they're going to come back somehow. on you. And we saw it happen and we continue to see it happen. I mean, this isn't the first time this has happened with like mandation, mandated things and all these other things. Like, and it's, it's just a, a representation again of what we don't know. If you're ignorant, they will take and assume that authority if you're ignorant. And the bottom line is there are kids. That's why she's running for school board. There are kids. They're not the state's kids. The state didn't birth them. The state doesn't the state doesn't feed them unless you make them feed them, unless you pay for it. You know what I mean? The state will want to. It's not their job. Exactly. I think too, uh, Amy, um, I I know we have a tight schedule. If I'm not a couple more minutes. A few more minutes. Um, Amy, I, I want to know. What part do you think the local church has to play in politics? That's a great question. First, firstly, the, the church is fundamentally where our children start learning. Come on. That's their foundation. And I say that for all denominations, whatever religion your family is in, if they're not getting it in that place first, because if, if your family is involved in a religious way, they're going on a regular basis from right. infancy, from the time the children are not even able to walk or talk. They're growing up there. That's their first experience in an organ, what I'll call an organized place. Other than going out to family dinners and parties and whatnot, it's part of the structure of their life. And if they're not hearing it there, when they get to school, they're going to take on what they hear there. And if what they hear there is not what we want them and and you know every family is different i'm not saying that people have to believe what i believe but whatever you're believing if you're not showing it to your child they're going to pick it up in school and it's not going to be the belief that you want them to have with them so the foundation is why the church needs to be involved at that level because as the child is growing it has to parallel it yeah. can't just branch off to another place. And right. the school is branching kids off to another place. The church is the linchpin of community. Yes. It's, it's the linchpin of society. Even in even now, churches outnumber uh, high schools 7 through 12, 10 to 1. So look what they're teaching our kids in schools, though. If the church doesn't take a stand, who will? That's that line that Pastor Todd was saying on that video. If the church doesn't do it, who's going, who's going to do it? Right. But we've seen the effect of not doing it. And, and I think... Not, let me not let me 
Go ahead. I just want to say something real quick. So a couple of little, I won't say names, but I'll give you some little anecdotal stories over the past few weeks where kids we'll are know, coming home. And we'll know the name? <laughs> um, no, I'm, no, I'm just, I'm saying that this is exactly what we're talking about. So a friend of mine, her, her son comes home and says, mom, they're saying this in the classroom and it, it doesn't jive with what I'm learning at church. That is very important. Then you have another child who is on a, a sports squad and the songs that they want to dance to are dark. The songs are not what this child experiences at home. The music is tainted. The music is not of this earth, if, if that's a good expression. It's not the stuff that we want our kids to be hearing. So this child doesn't want to dance because the music is bad. Mm. Where did they learn that? The church. So those, yeah. to me, are good, solid I'm reasons why it starts at that level. Yeah, I, I want to read this quote from Jan. Yeah, yeah this One is what Jan two. said. Listen to this. Jan Mazingo is Todd, Pastor Todd's wife. Thankful for a body that is working together and embracing these things. Too many ignorant, rogue, and disconnected. So much can be accomplished together. I think that's where it's at. It's like, though we might be sometimes few in number, when we're together, dude, you can't be separated. There's a saying that the World War II veterans had, the Band of Brothers, if you watch the Band of Brothers series, it, they, they ran up a, a, a hill called Curahee. It was three miles up, three miles down. You know what the word Curahee means? We stand alone together. Mm-hmm. They're accountable to God alone, but we stand together. So each one of us doing our callings directly will affect change. It has to. It has to. Because we're like that annoying gnat that will always be at government. Read the Declaration of Independence. They usurp the authority of God. So then the founders were like, yeah, no more. You can't do this anymore. And as conservatives, we tend to be individualistic in in our mindset, in our approach. We see it as like, no, it's my responsibility beautiful and important and very, very uh, first priority in all yeah, of this. Yep. But the problem is then we're a little bit weak in organization and coming together to affect change because that's yeah. not how our mindset yeah. is. That's why collectivists are so good at organizing yep. is because their whole mindset is I'm part of the body in the common good to yep. move forward. So what we as conservatives have to do is realize that we got to organize together. We got to play our part. We can play a part and our individualism makes us strong for each position or part. So we know we have to let you go, Amy, any I'm last good. words uh, to, to get people to that conference, get them to, to register another speak. Okay. Well, it's it's proof positive that anyone at any time in their life can make a difference. And I know that I stand with Gloria Tucker and Jenna and Mike Dieterlizzi and other people that are in the community that are making a difference through their, their ability to communicate and their ability to share their time with all of us. And... If for no other reason, come because it might put that spark in you to say, you know what? If they can do it, I can do it. Beautiful. I love ah, it. Man. I can't wait. Did man. you hear this? I'm excited. Like, I'm like. I'm excited. How about we just shut up and give her an hour? Right? Can we'll I give just... her, Pastor Jan, an hour <laughs> each. And there's the conference. Oh, I can't compete with Pastor we'll Jan. No play. way. But no, thank dude, you. She... Yeah, y- y- y'all both are fireballs, and I'm actually trying to get Pastor Jan to run for something. She just doesn't. She will. She, she's she will. she's she's just so busy. But like, she will. yeah, she needs to run for like Congress yeah. or something. She she would tear it up, dude. <laughs> Game that on. woman's awesome. So, anyways, hey Amy, we love you so much. Thank you for coming. Love thank you for being guys. a part of the body, and thank, uh, you, thank you for being a part of this conference. We 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 are so looking forward to it. God bless you, and we'll see you this weekend. Yes, thank you both. Have a great yep. day. You too. you too. Thank you. Bye, everybody. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. I love it. And that's, that's, man, this is, it's encouraging, inspiring, and motivates me when I see other people that are all, all in. They're forward. They're, they're pressing totally, forward, man. right? I'm telling right. you, there's, there's something that, look what's happening now. It's not yeah. even us preaching. No. God is literally laying out on the people's hearts to say enough. And that's what it, I'm telling you. 
If you guys get a chance, just take time after the show, take 30 minutes and go read the Declaration of Independence. Go read the Declaration of Independence. You will see word for word the, what we're talking about. And, and read it through this lens. Read it through the lens of a group of people who saw their authority, their government, breaking the rules that had been set up by that government. Seriously. Look at it through the lens of a king who is usurping his authority and oppressing the people. You got to understand this was a public breakup letter between the people and the, the king. The, the best ever written. You, it was... It was when you read it through that lens, you'll understand that this was a group of people who kept trying to make amends. They kept trying to reconcile between them and the king, and the king just would not reconcile. He was hard-fisted, and he kept saying, no, you're going to submit to everything I say. Do you not notice that with your government today? When Biden comes out and says, my patience is wearing thin. So is ours! Right, right. And, and what we have to understand is these people are supposed to follow the rules that we have set yeah. in place, not the other way around. It's not just you elect them and then they decide, okay, here are the rules that everybody's going to play by. You better follow them. No, we are the ones who write Dude. the rules. We're the ones who, who unite Again. the social contract. And then we hire them to enforce that, to 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 move it forward, Bingo. to do the daily affairs of a government, when they step outside of their bounds of authority, it is our job, our right, our mandate to remove them from office Come out, somebody. and put in somebody who will follow the rules and put those rules in place like they're supposed to be. God, I'm no. hot on this. I'm going to pass the offering plate, y'all. I'm going to pass the offering plate. Yeah, Why put your hat out. Yeah, we need to preach a sermon right now. Look at this. Thanks, that's right shoot man and i think too again if there's one thing you're going to take out of the show well two things register for the conference come this weekend you want to be there but the second thing is authority is delegated they don't have authority because they have a last name and been in congress for 40 years and they got enough of votes so therefore they exactly. have all arching they authority. are delegated authorities they cannot go outside of the delegated authority and when you get that in here you're like oh my gosh wait a second they answer to us, and ultimately, they answer to God above. Right. The, the only reason that they can mandate vaccines and masks is because you have allowed them to do that. Yeah, it's time for civil who, disobedience, folks. Who, who is the ultimate authority to determine whether or not vaccines and masks can be mandated? We've put it into our minds that, well, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer all said that we have to, so we have to. No! Yeah. No! Just because they say it does not make it right. Yeah, exactly. I think, too, in the Roman government's past, when they would take the Christians and feed them to the, to the lions and all these other things, it was legal. The Christians, the Christians saw it as a religious duty to stand against government. Because they were enacting laws that were contrary to God's word. In other words, what they were doing, the same thing they were doing in Daniel's time. At that time in the Roman Empire, you could be an atheist as long as you worship Caesar. Picture you could be a Christian. Incense. Yep, picture incense. You got to worship Caesar. There was the same, same thing that was happening. According to government, though, it had nothing to do with religion. They were being civilly disobedient. Right. You see what I'm saying? It is a religious duty and an obligation and a privilege to stand for the name of the Lord against a government who thinks they're more powerful than God. Read Psalm 3. It is morally uh, uh, privileged to do the thing, to stand against a tyrannical government. It is morally upright to stand against a pastor who will not preach against sin. It is morally right to stand up against those who say that they're on the side of God and who won't do it. I'm telling you, there's something wrong when focus on the family can submit to COVID rules and not the word of God. There's something wrong here. And guys, I'm not capping on focus on the family. I have a lot of their stuff for my kids, right? I used to buy those things for my kids. Yep. It's not that. It's when leadership can't stand and be a leader. There's, they need new leadership. Thank they you. need someone to lead. Someone to take them in and say, no, we're not doing it. We're not bowing to the dictates of man. I don't care how much money it costs me. Because if you can bow because of the, did you read their statement? It's going to cost us millions of dollars in fines if we continue to defy this. What's going to happen at the end times? You guys preach the end time. What's going to happen when your life's on the line? Right. Are you going to submit to government? And, and notice that the amount of the dollars restricts the power of God. Do you see that? Do you, do you recognize that? 
if it were a $50 fine, they would have no problem saying we stand in conviction behind what we feel the Lord has directed us to do. But now that it's millions of dollars, well, <laughs> this is millions don- of dollars. You, you know, know what they said? And our I, donors won't like it. I, it, it Are no, you no, kidding? No, 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 no. Your donors <laughs> would eat this alive. <laughs> and and that's that's look, we speak this in love and correction towards focus in the family. You understand us. We're not saying you are evil, you're wrong. What we're saying is I'm saying leadership's cowards. Yeah. You need to stand on conviction and conviction is what will carry you through. And you have to be willing to sacrifice. You have to be willing to risk it for your conviction. We have lived way too long where your conviction costs you nothing. Look, John Adams said this posterity. You will never know how much it costs the present generation to preserve your freedom. He said, I hope you make good use of it because if you don't, I'll repent in heaven that I took half the pains to preserve it. Men and women died for this constitution. Men and women have died for that scripture that you're not obeying right now. I'm speaking to the church right now. Do you honestly think that God allowed governments to be established to terrorize the church? Use your, just read scripture. Yes, I'm hot on this. Governments are not established to take away your rights. They're meant to protect them. Read Romans 13. That scripture is not a submissive scripture. Paul wrote that when he was in jail. And defying a government. And to give a give a little hint of what's going on for the conference, and I was saying this to Massey the other night, your rights are not dictated. They are defended. Come on. Get that through your head. Change your mindset. Your rights are not dictated to you. They are defended. And if your government will not defend your rights, the Declaration of Independence shows that when the government will not defend your rights, but they will try to dictate them to you, it is time to throw off the shackles of that government. We have been blessed with the ability to reform. That's what self-evident does is it fights for reforming the system. We're not fighting for rebellion. We're not fighting to, to throw off the shackles of the U.S. government and start our own government. We're fighting for reform. Why? Because I want a government that will defend my rights, not dictate them to me. Because as soon as I give the power of dictation to the government, the government will decide what is good for me and what is not good for me. And that's God's job alone. Now, totally. on let's, that let, point. Let's, let's get. <laughs> on sorry, that point, sorry, Jenna. Yeah, Jenna, we, we, we got hot. Let's yeah, bring we, Jenna yeah, in right Je- away. Jenna, right. Jenna Haig. So here's <laughs> Jenna Haig. Jenna, sorry, we kind of got hot. We... <laughs> we that's okay. I enjoyed listening to it. <laughs> no, so, dude, you got to know, Jenna... I first met Jenna and her team at some small restaurant I was speaking at. I can't even remember where it was. Yeah, it was and, the the Davy Cooper City uh, Club. That's okay. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. And, and I remember they they it was a small little area and, you know, whatever. They walk in and I was like, okay, you know, someone running for office. It always yeah, happens. Like, they right. got to come and present. And the the cool conversation we had between each other and, uh, Rich and, and and Justin and all those other guys. I think your husband was there too, if I'm not mistaken. I think yes. he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so cool, like how we just kind of clicked, Dude, right? I love the Jenna team. Yeah, right. They're, <laughs> I'm they're, always they're, happy when I yeah, see you dude, guys somewhere. They're like, so oh, on they're it. They're there. And okay. so, but Jenna is is not just a a person running for office and all these other things. She's principled, and yeah. and I when when you can move, I, I listen to Jenna speak, and I'm thinking, dude, when you can move people like that. It's not that there's a responsibility with that. And she has that. And it's yeah. like, not only that, but the principal, uh, your team is principled. I love those guys, you know, Rich and your, your team, but you're, you're just, you're, you're good folk, Jenna. And we're so honored to have you at the conference this weekend. So welcome to Thank the show, girl. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited for this weekend. Yeah. So tell us, what are you running for and why are you, <laughs> why running? are you doing it? <laughs> um, so I'm running for state representative. And I really don't know the district number right now because they're redistricting and it's changing like every what, other week. Do you know when that gets finalized? I'm hoping by the end of January, okay. but it depends kind of how the process ends up going. Right. Um, so honestly, I decided to run because I felt it in my soul. I mean, that's, that is just the honest truth. Like I was not super, super involved in politics. I'm a mom. I have two kids. Um, like 
my schedule is crazy. I work full time, but I was in a meeting and I listened to somebody speak and they were angry and their anger resonated with me. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they said was that most of the seats in Broward County go unopposed. And I live in one of the bluest counties in the state. But um, that really resonated with me. How much choice do we truly have if there is no choice? Because when I go to the ballot box and there's only one name there, that that is no choice. Mm, so, yeah. you know, everybody says, oh, well, where you live, it's kind of a lost cause because it's really blue. And my response to them is, how do we truly know that if there's never any other option? Right. <laughs> See, I, I get, <laughs> that is spiritual stuff, dude. Right. I don't care what you, that is spiritual thinking right there. If and it's, if, it's above. If we say, well, it's a lost cause, we have already given up the fight. That we cannot, no matter what, we cannot say, well, this is a lost cause. You've just presented yourself as weak and, and with a futile viewpoint. It's time to even, no, no matter what the odds, I'm still going to fight. Even if I go down, I'm fighting. Well, and that's what I said. I said, listen, if I know that this is an uphill battle, I know that that this is a hard road, but I also know that it's a, a road worth taking because mm -hmm. if I don't, then I'm just sitting back and giving in to what is going on around me. And I have two kids. And not only do I not want my kids to grow up in this world that is going on and, and what foreseeably could happen. But I don't want my kids to ever think that they should not stand up for their own rights and their own beliefs. And that's probably the most important to me out of all of it. I mean, my daughter came home from school the other day with an assignment and the assignment was write about a time that you stood up for something that you truly believed in and how it felt. Hmm. And when my daughter looked at me and she said, well, what should I write about? I said to her, you know exactly what to write about because my daughter has stood up for her own rights. And, and she said, yeah, but I might get in trouble at school if I write about this because it had to do with the mask mandates. And I said to her, you should never ever be ashamed to stand up for your rights and never be ashamed to talk about it. And I said to her, listen, if you get a hard time given to you at school, then it's my turn to step in. That's right. Mama right, bear right, coming. Right, right. Mama bear is coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going to protect the cubs. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when I decided to run, I looked at all the different options available. So, school board, which is so important, um, city commission, county commission. And I looked at my circumstance and where I live. And for me, state house was the seat that seemed as though I could make the most difference and I could be the biggest change yeah. there. Um, so that's why I chose that seat. Why do? Why did you think you could? With you know, yeah, what was in you, you? Yeah, you of all people. Why? Why does Jenna think she should run for state? So, government when it started, so Florida's state legislator was set up to be, and and this is the whole country, but um, talking about Florida, it was set up to be a people's government. So. People look and they say, oh, state, state house, state legislator, like thinking that they make all this money. They don't. And that was intentional because the whole purpose was you go up to Tallahassee, you sit and you do your term, you do your job, you serve the people, you represent the people, and then you go home. And it has turned into this political machine instead. 
And now it's become this career where how do I gain more power? How do I move to the next level? What can I do to be able to obtain more to be able to sit over people rather than with people? And I said, if there is a time in our country's history, it's now. I think people are the most engaged that they've been in a very, very long time. And if I can't do it, then who am I to sit back and complain? Right. So that's it. Like, why talk about it if you ain't going to do something about it? Like, that's literally it. Right. That's just like me complaining to my friends about how my kids are disobedient, which my kids are awesome, by the way. I'm using this as an example. Well, he's gonna look at me. And go, who's 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 the parent? What's the? I always say, <laughs> like Melissa, you are Melissa. Will right. tell you this. I always say this. What's the lowest common denominator? When I when I hear somebody complain about this and this and this and this and this and this or so and so and so and so and so and so and so, what's the lowest common denominator? Why is it that you're at the center of this drama with everybody else? Yeah, it's lowest common denominator, and we've got to take that self responsibility and say, if this is an issue, I need to change it. Well. So, so- it's on us. Yeah. It's 100% all on us. And I say this all the time. Listen, we are in the position we are in because of all of us. This right. is not, I'm past the point of pointing fingers. It's now to the point to say, okay, now we need solutions. And we are part of the problem because <laughs> as a whole, we have been disengaged and yep. we have not held our elected officials accountable. Yep. And we've just put too much trust in the system without being yep. a part of the system. So, so w- let, let's, let's kind of go along that line. You're coming this weekend to, to the conference to speak. I, I know why you like, I think you were the first name I said, if we're going to have people speak, Jenna's coming. What? Um, I asked Amy, but she didn't answer because she, she went on hundred which is good. I think what she yeah. did was good. When you go on speak, and when you come to like a conference like this, what do you hope to see happen? Because it's obviously not about a campaign for you. It's more more than that for you. Because I've heard you talk. Um, we were at the the Log County Republican thing together, and uh, hearing you talk about the Second Amendment, you were talking about different things. What's your hope? I know my hope out of the conference. I want all the people that come. I want ten percent of them to start thinking about running for public office and actually do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's that's a goal of mine. I, I really want to see that happen. What's what what do you, what do you hope? happens out of this conference this weekend? So I hope that people get truly engaged. And I was speaking last night. And one of the things I said is, so people ask me, I go outside of my district and my county all the time to speak. And I get asked all the time, why are you doing that? It's not in your district. It's not worth your time. They can't vote for you. And I think that that is one of the biggest problems that we have today because we put ourselves in these boxes and that box has become your district. It's become party and we all are connected. So I say this in that running for state house essentially affects no matter where I live, what my district number or borders look like, when I am elected, what I do affects everybody in the entire state. So it's not about the little box. And my hope is from this conference is that people start to realize that and they start to engage because There's a lot of areas in this state that are very red and their elections are going to be easy. And then there are areas in this state, in the panhandle, on the east coast of the state, pockets in central Florida that are not that way. And I think this woke liberal culture Um, I I don't even want to say Democrat because I don't think that that's what it is. Um, 
it becomes like a cancer. It really is. And it spreads. And so what's happening in central Florida or in Tampa or in Broward County, if it goes unchecked, eventually it's going to start to crawl into the places that think they're safe. So for me, from this conference, I'm really hoping that people start to realize that we need to come together. Yep, totally. And and it lets people know that, hey, you're not alone. I think that's one of the things that conservatives feel the most is you're not alone. And they've done studies where the group that feels least restriction in presenting their opinions are liberals. Liberals just, they, they don't care who they're talking to. They feel like they can just share their opinion and there's no consequence. The group who's feels most restricted are conservatives, which I believe goes back to that whole individualist sense. And so when we're doing a conference like this, the whole reason you're going out to other areas that are not inside your district, which is awesome, is the fact that you're letting people know we're in this together. There are other people that think like you, that feel like you, that have the passion that you do, the principle that you do. It's time for us to realize that because when people realize there's somebody standing next to them, they're more likely to go forward. A person yeah. who who is by themselves, it's a very low likely chance that they will charge forward by themselves. Yeah. But if they have a line of people with them, everybody builds off each other and they all charge forward. And we as conservatives have to let each other know we're strong. We're not alone. Well, I mean, I think we are, we literally are the majority. Right. We, we really are. I really believe that. But by, by the way, Jen, I'm going to say this to you. You probably won't understand what I'm saying, but you will in probably two years. I believe what you're doing is very prophetic. And what I mean by that is I think you going outside of your district is a bigger thing. Right. I don't think it's just for your election. I think it's for bigger things in the future. I think it's a divine thing. I think God's like setting up things for you, but like there's there's things happening. And I want you to know, because when we talk about this in the future, you'll be like, dang, that's why we did all that work. That's why we did all that groundwork. <laughs> Sowing seeds. It's for, it's for bigger things. It's seeds not for me. I will tell you that there has 100% been divine intervention in mm-hmm. what I've been doing. And I know I, I've I, seen it. I can tell you, like, I always say this. I don't know why things happen because it's not my job to know. Um, but I was on the West coast this week and I had been trying to connect with two different people for weeks and I had not been able to. And I sat down to eat dinner and 20 minutes later, they walked in the door. (laughs) And that is good. And I, and it's not the first time it's happened. I mean, there have been many occasions where I am just in the right place at the right time for, for whatever the case may be. And, and it is, it's not about me. It's not. And, and that's the biggest thing. It is not about me. And I, I'm doing what I'm being guided to do. Amen. I, so, so this is, this is that whole, you, you notice how like she, how it calmed down, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. there's a quiet force here. Yeah. So Jenna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you probably maybe one more question or just empower you, but like you, you, um, I know being with you and your and your husband and, and, and a couple of the events we've done and stuff together, there's 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 so much more happening behind the scenes. You're doing a Second Amendment rally. Can you talk about that real quick? Yes. So we are doing a huge Second Amendment event. It's in Immokalee. Um, and we just decided that we wanted to do something big where we could really have people from both coasts come together. Yeah. And start to bring this community together of people. And, you know, the East Coast is it's it's a lonely place down here in Broward. Um, (laughs) But an hour and a half to our West is one of the most conservative areas in the state. So coming together is the biggest thing. And the Second Amendment to me is so important i mean the the first and the second amendment are like yeah, twine, yeah. yeah the, and they're my jam like i i need them. <laughs> <laughs> um so i you know my husband is is 
prior military and and he's done firearms training and he has been overseas for most of his adult life, given most of his adult life to this country. And he said to me, I want to contribute, but I don't know how. So we came up with this idea and we are bringing in speakers from all over to come and talk about, about liberty and about coming together and just having a great day on the range. Because there's one thing I've said from when I started my campaign is I never want to ask anybody to do something or to contribute to my campaign or to help my campaign if they're not getting something out of it. Come on. So I want people to get something out of this. I want them to listen. If you are a new firearms owner and you're not comfortable with your firearm, you're not sure about all the parts and pieces come out because we'll teach you. We'll show you. We'll make you comfortable. You just want a great day of listening to some amazing people and you want a great day being surrounded by patriots and exercising your second amendment, right? Come out, hang out. Like it's just about getting together. I love it. I love it. We're excited to see you this weekend, Jenna. I'm, I'm, I'm so stoked you're coming. Is your team coming or is it just you? No, we're coming. We we, yeah. we are all coming. Love, love, love those. Guys, Can you tell dude. them to wear their Christmas sweaters too? Yeah, <laughs> oh, well, sure. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, there's yeah. a story behind that, yeah, but we'll leave go. that right, story right, 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 right. to that night. Jenna, thank you so much for being a part of this. We love you. We love what you're doing, and uh, we stand you. behind you 100. Um, I'm excited for what you're doing. Uh, and and guys, register for the conference. Jenna, we'll see you soon. Okay, this weekend. All right, thank love you, you guys. Take care. Bye, guys. So, guys, we we right down below. I just tagged or I pinned a comment. Register for the conference now. You can do that. It's free. People are coming in from uh, Michigan, Arkansas, some from Ohio, uh, d- different places, different all over the country. They're coming in to be a part of this conference, and there's a reason for that because there is a groundswell. We're not anyone popular or anything like that. It's not about that. But when you start doing, people get active. You know, th- there's an excitement that. But we're not just talkers. We're doers. What I love about Revive Church is self-evident Revive Church have been kind of together in this whole thing for like four and a half years. But to see the church, to see like a guy like Pastor Todd say from the pulpit, we need to start endorsing. We need to start. Forget the 501c3 stuff. That's not what it means. It's not. We are going to start pulling candidates and telling people these are the people we need to. This is scriptural what we're doing right now. So to see not only being a church preaching the gospel. Uh, seeing lives saved, healed, delivered, seeing God move in miraculous power, all that stuff. It's also, okay, now we got to take territory. How do we do that? And, you know, and I think you can shift your mindset on this because we tend to think, well, the church isn't supposed to get politically involved. The church is a body of citizens. <laughs> Hear me out. The, the church is a body of citizens. Does that body of citizens not have a right to determine who is going to represent them and represent them with the beliefs and the the morals and the foundations and principles that they feel best represents them? To me, this is, I try not to throw this term around too much, but this is a satanic attack. And, Dude, and, yeah. and because it is anti-God, it's an anti-Christ attack. Totally. Why? Because if you can tell people, well, you can't have an opinion on this, you you can't get involved in this, all of a sudden you've ceded ground to somebody else. You've determined, well, that's your area, not mine. The church is a group of citizens, a group of people who have come together and have a community of like-minded beliefs and foundations. They have every right to determine who's going to represent us in the the governing of our daily affairs, who's going to enforce and pro, enforce laws and protect Bingo. the rights Bingo. that I have. Bingo. I think that's it too. So so guys, get on that thing. Register. You got six days left uh, to do it. Spots uh, are going fast. They are. I mean, and it's kind of cool to see all the registrations that come in and it's always last minute, right? We right. know we're going to have people come. <laughs> Not registering, which is fine. You can come. You just don't get a lunch, pal. We, we won't kick you out, but we'll kind of look at your cross-eyed. And, and Jan's right. We have to be first willing to admit it. The first step 
in repentance is admitting the sin before the Lord and right. confessing it, right? The first step in change for this nation is to say, we dropped the ball. We get it. And it wasn't the previous generations. It wasn't, okay, all that, yes, there were bad teachings. The church fell into whatever. But it's our ball now. So they dropped it. So what? Pick it up and start running. We have a chance to do this, guys. We can do this. Right. What is it? First Chronicles 714? Look, if you humble yourself, it got in second Chronicles. If you God didn't say you guys are screwed. You 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 didn't follow me, you were going against me, you're screwed, no matter what. No. Humble yourselves, right? That, that means putting yourselves before the Lord and saying, Look, Lord, we screwed up. We repent of this. We were not paying attention. We were not defending what you've given to us. We were not standing on conviction that you've put in Bingo. our hearts. Lord, we humble ourselves before you. And we're crying out to you, Lord, we need change. Lord, we understand. We see it now. Help us in this. Dude, God is so good to help. It's, it's the humility and the repentance that God cares about. Why? Because then your heart is in the right position to move forward so God can do what he needs to do. I think that's it. So if my people pray, what does it say? If my people uh, shall humble themselves, pray, to, uh, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he will hear from heaven. That is a promise. And, right. you know, I, I've heard preachers before say that was for their time and their generation. Really? So God is inconsistent in how he approaches humility and repentance. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, folks. Don't listen to those who lack faith. Don't listen to those who say that was just for that time and that generation. If that was the case, why did he do it in the first place? He right. showed us his miraculous power, dude. We can do this thing. And, and I'll say again, is God consistent or inconsistent? in how he approaches humility and repentance. Amen. Because if 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 that was just for them, that means that God could look at your humility and repentance and say, nah, it doesn't matter to me. Exactly. You didn't do it like the Jewish people did yeah. when I presented myself. To, that's ridiculous, dude. If he can get Paul, who never really heard the gospel teaching, and he could get him off on the road to Damascus and save Saul to Paul, what could he do through us for a generation and a nation? If he did it for the founders, right? If he did it for like guys like Polycarp, if he did it for John Knox, which John Knox was one of the ones who derived the doctrine of lesser, lesser magistrates. If he can do it for them, why not for us? Why? There's, there's a story that I think I've told told this before, but man, it motivates me of the original, the, the Puritans, right? They were all about obedience to the Lord, reliance to the Lord. And there was this time where they had 14 days of no rain. And mind you, we think that we're like, oh, well, I got to turn on my sprinklers extra. <laughs> you know, like they, that was death. To that them. was, that was poverty. That take out all the crops. Yep, crops. So they immediately said, okay, what's going on here? What's in the community that God is withholding the rain? They figured it out that they weren't relying on the Lord like they were supposed to. So the whole community humbled and repented. And as soon as they did that, it's recorded a soft rain started to fall. Not a tidal wave, not a, a rush that took out all the crops, a soft rain that started to water the crops immediately after they figured it out. Humble, humility, and repentance brings about the Lord's hand. Bingo. So it's time for us to do that and say, Lord, we were not paying attention. So again, we, we got off the track, but we can, we're back in the saddle. Now we're seeing things change and happen. So again, go to the self-evident truth or go to that thing, register for the conference. Now you're going to hear great speakers, not just us, right. Anthony Sabatini going to be there. He's awesome. Pastor Todd's going to do a whole thing about biblical government and mm -hmm. how God creates government and authority is derived from God. So you're going to want to hear that message. We're going to be talking about not only uh, the, the purpose of the Declaration of Independence in our Constitution federally, but why states' rights are so important and why local governments are the change we need to change the federal, we will, to get it back to its alignment. And we will even teach you about why do rights and law and liberty matter? Bingo. Why is it important? Why, is it why important? do we talk about this? Yeah, why does a church need to be involved? We'll show you why. Right. Because it was the church that led the way. It was pastors who led the way. And if, if you don't remember, I've read this quote a hundred times on, on our podcast and other places. I've preached on it. 1789, the Gazette of the United States said that it was the bold, zealous clergy that led for us. Amen. That's who we need. So guys, again, God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in to the self-evident truth.com. Uh, also self-evident podcast guys, you're going to see us go more live this week uh, to register for this conference. Pastor Todd and I will probably go live. You can go live with Pastor Todd. I mean, that's what I want you to do anyway, because you, I, why am I telling you to do it? You can do it yourself. Uh, you know, you're, I, I'm, I'm like a dictator here or something, but you're going to go live with Todd <laughs> because uh, dude, I, I just, have you ever green light? 
Guys, you got to go to reviveusnow.com and listen to his sermons. Uh, do oh, do my, the truth one. Jeez, dude. Do the truth one that he just did a week or two ago. Go go listen. If you want a taste of this year's the power of, dude, of what God. God has given to Pastor Todd. Man, that's that revelation stuff, dude. So, yeah. guys, again, go to truth.com. Go on there, sign up, become a sponsor. You guys want to sponsor us because we're going out there and doing the stuff. And this is good fertile ground. Do it. Like we want, we love your support. We want you a part of our team. So God bless you guys. We will see you very soon this weekend for sure. All right. Love you guys.